Isn't a song of yours like played every yeah, day in China? It is. So they play that song at five o'clock, and people hear it and go, "Time to go home." Club. Freedom's just a word for nothing left to lose, or the opposite, where mostly you get freedom because you have money. What do they say? They say liquor before beer, all right. clear. Beer before liquor, quicker to sicker. Are you drinking wine with liquor? No, I'm gonna drink this first, and then that, and the glass after. Then you're drinking wine with liquor. But this first. That's crazy. No, this first. Who does that? This is the rule. That's like something English actors used to do. Like, like, like yeah, Richard drink. Burton would do that. They'd like uh, Michael Caine would do that. They drink, they yeah. drink all morning, and then they have wine at lunch. Yeah, and no, then no. they and they perform perfectly. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have a, a hard liquor first. If you're going to go to wine, you go after. You don't go before. That's what I'm told by the experts that drink in my in my band. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple guys that really know how to drink, and they told me that's the rule: liquor before beer. I, I mean. Look, it's all poison. The, the one yeah, that's true. It is. I mean, the one thing about this that rings true to me is that people have this idea that somehow wine is health food, and it's it's probably not as bad, quite as bad as hard liquor. But it's the same shit. It's sugar and yeast. That's true. It's the it's terrible for you. Liquor does not. I mean, wine is not good for you. But um, what did I do with that thing? I hid. Okay, so um, I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> we got you here, but no, thank you. I, I've been, I've I, been, I, I was campaigning to be on this show as soon as I saw it. Really, I, I'm oh. such a fan of yours. Oh, I wanted to thank meet you. you. Cheers. Oh. seriously. Yeah, it's amazing that our paths have never really crossed. And we play a lot of the same venues because really? when, when I hear you announcing your dates, I'm going. Mm. I play the Paramount in Seattle. I play the Schnitzer in Portland. Right. I play those places all the time. Right. We play the same size venues. And I'm. I was looking forward to talking to you to find out, like, oh. how are you, like, what do you do on your day when you're preparing for your concert? Well, how do you feel in the middle of your shows? And what do you do after the show's over? And that kind of stuff. Because oh. I'm, I'm on the road since 1981. Like, right. I'm the ultimate baby. I can only <laughs> do yeah. one night. I do two cities, but stay over only one night. Oh. And every two weeks. Oh, gosh, that's nothing. You're not even on the no. road. Um, I'm happy with that. Look, Good for do, you. I, do I think that I'm, like, way better than comedians who sell more tickets? <laughs> I actually do, but I'm not going to name names. <laughs> I'm sure you and, do. And you can't, no. you can't, there's no accounting for taste. That's all no. I'm going to say. But, uh, no, I, I, I am such a baby. with. I can't be away from home. So, like, I'll do Seattle and then I will stay over. The first night, I always make my agent make it a city that has like a great hotel, the bigger city. Where are you staying in Seattle? I don't know. That's my it's... hometown, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm born there. So I know oh. Seattle yeah. intimately. I've always loved playing Seattle. And it's yeah. a big city. It's a big city. Yeah. Is a, you know, you're, I remember the first time I went there, like, oh, wow, I didn't realize Seattle was, wow. Yeah, I love Seattle. Is, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, Pike's Market, yeah. walk around Pike, there. Pike's Market, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Do you see, you see what, why some throw the fish? <laughs> right? I'm, I don't remember it specifically. Well, that's that's but their whole thing. I'd be yeah. surprised if they didn't. And no, they throw the disappointed salmon. They if I catch the salmon. They got all yeah. sorts of okay. shenanigans with fish. They got oh. a string with a fish that when I was a I, kid, they, they, and, and the fish does this thing that scares the shit out of you. I guess we already uh, yeah. did the worst we could to the fish. So <laughs> I, I feel bad for the fish, but I guess the fish is dead at this point. Okay. So, yeah. like, that's, but that's it. And then, like, I'll, so I'll, I'll always be. Uh, 
over that one night. So you want a good hotel that you can get a good night's sleep. Do you know where you're staying in Seattle? You don't know. I, no, but you know, it's going to be someplace good. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be a day's in. No, the Four no. Seasons down by the market's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's hotel. probably it. That's probably where you're staying. I'm sure. <laughs> Look, I paid my dues. I don't feel bad. I was. I the... stay in crappy hotels. I do. No, I do. Yeah. Why would you? Well, my band. I'm. Not, I've got. There's nine of us oh, on the road. That's or ten. It. Yeah. And like, yep. I'm not paying four hundred dollars right. for rooms for nine guys every night. But why do they? Why? But you're the star. Why don't you stay in the, the Four Seasons and they? Really? You're no. like that? What are you, a communist? No, but I'm one of the guys. I'm one of the musicians. I am the guy, but I'm okay. one of the guys. Well, that's very, that's very yeah. charitable. We all stay in the same place and we do the same thing. I'm, I'm just telling you, yeah. most people in show business would not operate I, that I know way. that. I don't think Diana Ross, and I don't blame her, stays in the same hotel as the band. Those guys, we've been the same band for 35 plus years. Same guys. So uh, they're my bros. I'm not going to be hey. saying, hey, guys, you're staying at Holiday Inn and I'm going to the Four Seasons. No way I'm going to do that. I don't well, want to. I think I, I, I just found out where you and I differ. <laughs> because I would <laughs> well, definitely do that. That's true. And I wouldn't feel terrible about it. And they wouldn't. And I, by the way, I don't think they would feel terrible about it either. I mean, that is, they wouldn't, actually. That is beyond generous of you to do. But it is not necessary. I mean, look. The world is not a democracy as far I as human. You know, yeah. And bands are not a democracy. No, they're not. No, not my band. <laughs> no band is. No. You know? Um, I don't know about Metallica. Maybe they might be because Well, we had a long yeah. discussion about that. It's very interesting about how the leadership of the band Ooh, changes. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that crap, man. It's, right. It's my, it's my thing. Right. I'm in charge. I make but, all of the decisions. I mean, like, great. we mentioned the Eagles. I mean, I remember watching that documentary, yeah. and that was a lot about power dynamics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I referred to uh, Glenn Frey as... Not just the guitarist and the yeah. co-songwriter. He was also the general manager yeah, of the Eagles. Prime. He was always trading someone. You know, yeah. he, he was yep. the general manager. He was yeah. changing the lineup, and yeah. and he would tell he would tell them, you know, either you sign this contract or you're out of the band. You know, just like a general manager to do. When the old days of the Yankees, it would, yeah. you know, Mickey Mantle, uh, we're not paying you a dime more than $100,000. You get on the field, we'll yeah, trade that, you to the Reds, yeah. you know. And that's the way they did it. Yeah, because either. they were, Henley and, and Fry were yeah. the leaders of, and they had, I'm sure, some clashes between them. But it was never, they never had a clash like it was them. No. How much those two maybe were yeah. tussling, we don't know. I don't know. But it was always them. They were the they were the band. Their manager the, was my manager for a mi- Irving minute. Angel? Irving was my manager for a minute, but you know, really, yeah. And what what happened? I don't think I was. Uh, you know, at some point he goes, "Hey, listen, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you off to the the next guy down on my on my roster." And oh, I had yeah. a different manager, which which worked out yeah. fine. You know, but I'm surprised because I mean, Irving is nothing if not a. <laughs> wonderful businessman who knows how to yeah. and enjoys making he a does. lot of money yeah, yeah. He's and is smart. very good He's at smart it. that way. And didn't you sell, I mean, you sold like more records than like... Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you've sold <laughs> pretty much. I mean, you're, yeah. you're on that big list. I'm on like, that list, yeah. yeah. Isn't that so cool? I'm surprised Seriously. that Irving Azoff wouldn't want to have been Dipping his beak into well, that he, list all he, these years. You know, he was he's up here, and then his other guys were here. But he was, well, actually, was all part of the same here. company. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. No, I'm a big fan of his and what he's done with that yeah. band and all those people. But smart guy, very smart guy. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get on Irving's bad side. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I've I remember, seen. You know, I remember at the is. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 
John Henley said he's he's Satan, but he's our Satan. That's right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> <You remember> that? <laughs> yeah, wow. So, so you go, you go back a ways. Yeah, like I started what? in the eighties. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I started in the seventies. I played with Barry White when I was in high school. What? Yeah, I played with no. Barry White. Yeah, at the talk- Paramount in Seattle. I was just talking to somebody about Barry White. Kids don't know who that is anymore. No, they don't. But uh, no, they don't that understand boy, that. that- so you, you blew on some of his... <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> he loved the way I blew. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. You're great at it. No, so it, you were on like records that no, I would know? not oh. records, just live. I oh, played, just live? I played a live gig in Seattle. When he came to Seattle, they wanted to put the Love Unlimited Orchestra together. So what they do is they get the Seattle Symphony Orchestra. They call it the Love Unlimited Orchestra. And what he needed was <laughs> a sax soloist because I guess his guy... Because he brings a rhythm section, all black rhythm section, and Barry White, and he bring, and his sax player, I guess, couldn't make it. So they need to find the sax player. But the sax player had to read music, but also be able to play soulfully. So all the black guys in Seattle that could play soulfully didn't know how to read music. All the white guys in Seattle that knew how to read music didn't know how to play soulfully. It's hysterical. But in high school, I had this teacher that was connected somehow, and he told the people that were looking for the sax player, he goes, there's this kid in my high school band, he can do it. So I got the gig. Right. At 17, I was on. 17. 17. I played these solos with Barry White, I, and I got you, like I a mean, standing ovation from the, from the crowd. It was like my first ever like, gig. What, were you playing on my first, my last, my everything? Yeah, so, well, all, real, that, yeah. all of those. Yeah, and the love theme. There's nobody like Barry White. I mean, oh, he was, he was it, so it's great. just almost a parody of himself, yeah. you know, with the talking. I know. You know, and that voice. And, you know, it was, you, yeah. could, you could hardly yeah. parody it. It was so But when great. you got hold of a real, of a great record, it yeah. was just a great record. Yeah. I mean, some of the, those hits that he had. Oh, my God. Uh, it was so fun to play them, and it was so fun I'll to just bet. be in that. That was my first pro gig. I never did anything wow. professionally, and then I got paid. And so I, what happened was my high school, Franklin High School in Seattle, was a very evenly mixed high school. One third black, one third white, one third Asian. And I was in the nerd band side. And every day at high school, I'd be walking down the hallways and the tough black guys would like push me up against the locker. Hey, white boy, give me some money. I go, gladly, gladly, here you go. Here it is, good, see you tomorrow. We'll do this again. Really? I'll miss you until then. (laughs) It happened every day. But when I played with Barry White, so all those guys came to the Barry White concert and they're looking up on stage and they're seeing this guy that they'd been pushing up against the locker every day. He's playing these souls with Barry White. So when I went back to school on Monday, it's a whole different ball game. I was like a hero walking down the hallways. So like right this way, sir, right this way. It was so different. This happened every day in high school? Almost every day. And how much money did you give them? No, just like, you know, back in those days, like 50 cents, a, a, a dollar, whatever I had. I, and they it, were okay with that? Yeah. And what if you didn't pay one day? I always paid. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Because they would, I would beat I, you up otherwise? I, I would presume that would happen. <laughs> I asked my mom, I said, Mom, I just needed like 50 cents every day to go to school. Because so, I brought my so, lunch to school every day. I never, so this is happening to you when you're 15, 16? This is when I was 16, yeah. Okay. So how did it make you feel about race relations 
having that happen to you? I didn't, I never thought one thing about it. You just said it's the black guys yeah. who do it to you and say, yeah, hey, white boy. Well, already there's a racial dimension that's true. to the story. That's true. But okay. in the band, our band was all mixed, but white and black. So I had black friends. I had white so friends. So it didn't and, embitter you? Not at all. Really? No. Okay. Well, again, some people, you. it's like interviewing Jesus and you've got the same hair. I mean, you, you stay in the same hotel as your band. You don't have any. A lot of people you know, I don't, would have, I especially don't, at that tender no, age, would I have an animus. No. I was, uh, you know what I was thinking about? Practicing my sax, getting straight A's, which I did, and just doing my best. And I wasn't thinking about that. Was, to me, it was just like a little, like, you know, comma in, in, in the, on the sentence that I just had to deal with. I well, tell me much. something shitty you've done, Kenny G. <laughs> I don't. You mu oh, come on. You must have done some shitty thing in your life. Not, come on. Not really. Never once, one shitty no, thing? Not, not like... Wow. Wanting to? No. Well, like, what do you mean? Like, like I mean, not like intentionally in, doing something. Like shitty. voluntary manslaughter, you <laughs> committed that. No. no. Like what? Like what? Like what? Like uh, like you? Uh, no. Nothing. I'm a good guy. I, I always think. I always try no, to do my best. You must no. You have no regrets that nothing. You was, oh, geez, I can't believe. You know what? I do have a regret. Though. Oh, regret, good. regret was not playing the sax solo on the Luther Vandross, um, Mariah Carey song, "Endless Love." I should have played that sax solo. They offered it and you didn't. Yeah. Why? Why didn't you turn it down? Because I didn't. Because they they were they were singing so much. And by the way, at that point, I was like, I was playing like ten thousand seat places, and I was feeling like, I'm, right. Maybe maybe my ego got in the way there, and I said, you know what? There's not enough room on this for me to play. Really? You know, if you gotta gotta get a little of a few of the Mariah licks and a few of the Luther licks. <clears throat> And I'll play. And they go, no, no, we got it. And I said, well, there's no room. I'm not doing it. And I wish I would have done it. That was a mistake. And when you say no room, that's musician talk for... For, okay, Luther right. singing this thing. But, and then there's a little vocal lick. Okay, where right. is the space for the sax? Where do I fit in? There was well, no Not room. even a solo? No, there was no solo. It was just kind of like trying to weave around. Like when I did this Frank Sinatra record, I played with him on the song... Um, one for my baby and one for the road. Okay, there was some room there, and I played. And I found my well, way. And he I must have in. been re-recording it. You well, he re-recorded Born when he was no, no, but oh. he, they did a remix of. Oh, they did. No, well, he sang later on in his career, and they and who was the producer on that one? God darn it! I I, I feel bad. Isn't that co it's not quarter to three? Yeah, quarter to three. There's someone in the thing. No one in the place. But you, and, you me. and me. Da, 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 so, da, da. And stick him up, Joe. Joe. <laughs> no, it's Joe, da, 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 da. <laughs> That was a joke a comic used to right. do. That. And, 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 and I would play. So, so I got to find up, my way in there, you know, without fucking up his vocal, but also doing something that adds to So it's always a puzzle. And on that one, I couldn't find the place. And I said, no, and now I, re I really regret that. You went, but you never even went to the studio, you said. With who? Oh, so no. You said no. you couldn't find No, I didn't. No, but I had my own studios. I just did it. Like with, with the Frank Sinatra. So they sent you a demo, yes. and then you were like, I can't. I can't. You right. heard it, and you were like, yeah. I can't. I well, then I don't know if that's even. That's not a bad thing. No. no I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it would have been a cool thing to be on, but you know what? You're kind of right. I think you made the right decision, because uh, if you look bad on a big thing, then right. everybody knows. Yeah, you don't want it to look you bad. Just, you don't want to also look diminished. No one like, looking at it. That's the thing, diminish, yeah. Because you don't want to feel like you're a side man. Like if I, if I, if somebody asks me for a solo, right? Like I just did something with the weekend more recently. Oh, so I he, love that 
in the eyes when in the, yeah in your eyes that see okay by the way i nailed that solo yes I you did. did and so he said it to me and, and says like okay come the next day and we're going to do this thing live and i just heard the song so i went to my studio and i spent like 10 hours meticulously figuring out where to play what notes i thought so i sent it to him and he goes perfect I said, great. I say, okay, so if, if you think that's perfect, I'm going to memorize my solo that I just did, and I'll play that live, So, which was great. And that was tricky, but that worked out really, really well. It's like a, it's, it's like a, it's a puzzle. So just finding that right thing, and it turned out really good. I like him. He's a really hard worker. Weekend? Yeah, I like him. Because I'm a hard worker, so I, I like... See, that's what I think about you. Like when you said something on one oh, of your... Oh, I'm a hard worker. One of your, yeah. one of your things. Who was it that you said? Oh, to Mark Cuban. You said something like, this is fun. Now I got to go back to my day job. And I'm doing... Every week I got to do the show and it has to be perfect. And I thought, you well, know what? I, I think the same way. I have to make it as perfect as I can as, yeah, because, it, because it's a once a week show. Yeah. So you have all week to perfect it as much as you can. Now, most of it is ad lib with a panel. So, you know, it's, it's only it's so, so much I can do. But you're so thank funny. You, oh, you know, one you. of my favorite things that you said on one of your on one of your shows was you were talking about the woke thing. And you were going, you were, you were on your rant about the woke. <laughs> and you said something like um, something like, OK, when you go to the movies, folks, now you know who the bad guy is. It's you. It's, you said it's just like this. You go, it's you. Well, and then at the end you go, you know, if you're so woke, why am I falling asleep? That and was, that was my, I, and when you said that, I, I said, okay, I got to memorize that. That's the best line I've ever heard in my well, life. The, the piece you're quoting is, is something we did about the Oscars. Was it a whole year ago or maybe two years yeah, ago? Yeah, it, it was great. It was two years ago when the Oscars were particularly lugubrious that year. <laughs> You know, it was, whatever that means. It was, it was hosted by Debbie Downer, I think. It was, we, it was, <laughs> or the Debbies, we call them. Because Debbie it was Downer. Just, so that was what I was saying. Like, yeah. the people just seem to want to affirm their virtue, even in yeah. the movie theater. Right. So that was where that line came from about so the bad guy is you. Yeah. Because, and uh, you know what? I just want to be entertained sometimes. I know. And uh, there's something wrong with that. And people used to know how to make movies that were both about something, but weren't just sad. I know. Chandler's yeah. yeah. list is sad, but yeah. it's also a great movie maker. But people like to, them, the people like people to see them sad because they feel like if they're sad for the right reasons, they look better than you. Well, Matt is, what is so that. obnoxious about the woke. I know. You know, and I know there are people who, Bill Maher always say, yeah, you're right. I, I am always going off about the woke because they're funny. And I'm a comedian. It's like a divining rod. It goes right for the funny. You and know, it's funny to be presumptuous. It is. And smug it and is. arrogant. And, and think, that <laughs> these are the kind of people always talking about. Uh -huh. Their attitude is like, you know what? If only the stupid people could stop being so stupid, this right. world would be a great place That's while true. they're doing or saying something hugely stupid, <laughs> like wearing a mask alone outside. That's right. That's right. It's, alone it outside. Just, it's so dumb. And that's why I will continue to do it. And I'm so glad they came along because like, now it's like I got Trump and I have you know, U.S. You're also. so good. <laughs> you got it from both sides. You can make fun. It's, I got material but, from, yes, I get attacked from both sides. I also get material from both so sides. You're so good that way. Thank I love you. that. And also, when the masks came out, so I've been going to Asia since the 80s. Uh, my first tour was like 83 or 84. So I've been to Asia 
literally a hundred times. Japan, probably 75 times. China, 30 times. Wow. Singapore, like 10 or 12 shows. Is it, aren't you, isn't a song of yours like played every day yeah, in China? It is. Now, it that is. is an amazing thing. Hundreds of millions what? of people every day at, when it's close. Okay, the song is called Going Home. Yeah, so they took sense. They took it literally. So they play that song at five o'clock and people hear it and go, time to go home. And they go home. And they wouldn't even know, except for the title, right? There's no, there's no, no singing. There's no singing, no. So it's just, you're just evoking the feeling yeah. of going home so well through your instrument that yeah. you don't even need lyrics. That's a pretty It's a beautiful thing. song. Yeah. When I wrote it, I, for some reason, I was, my mom had passed away like so long ago, but I was playing the song and it, it reminded me of Seattle and my, just my childhood. And I thought, I'm going to call this song Going Home. And so my first mistake was when I went to China, I knew the song was popular, so I played it like, you know, 45 minutes into the set, looked up, the audience left. Because it's time to go home. But when they heard the song, they, they were just on autopilot. They just they walked out. Like Pavlov's dog. I said, okay, not, let's, let's save it for the odd <laughs> show. Club Random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at Radioactive Media. Let me ask you, what are you doing to grow your business? Don't just use Google and social media when you can utilize new channels and acquire new customers by partnering with shows like mine and enjoy lower CPMs, elevating your brand in a space away from your competitors. Wouldn't you like to generate up to nine times more leads? You can when you combine the power of audio and video channels with text messaging and generate a higher ROI. Club Random has been partnering with Radioactive Media since the beginning with clients such as Signal Wire, Heat Holders, Wine Enthusiast, Lumi, Microdose, Gummies, and more. For a limited time, get $1,000 toward your first campaign, plus free text messaging by going to radioactivemedia.com or text the word RANDOM to 511-511. Discover how audio marketing can suppress your current, can surpass <laughs> your current strategies with new and innovative ways that sound better. Go to RadioactiveMedia.com or text RANDOM to 511-511. Text RANDOM to 511-511 today. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. Let's face it, when it comes to wardrobe, most guys struggle to look good. How many times has a wife or girlfriend heard, Honey, which sweats go with this hockey jersey? But now help is on the way with Roan. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable set of products known to man. And here's why. The commuter collection offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable stretch fabric is breathable and flexible, so it leaves you free to enjoy everything life throws at you. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. The clothes combine comfort and mobility, and I know, I got baked the other day and played an entire basketball game in my pants from Roan. But seriously, they are perfect for every occasion, from work to happy hour to date night. And if you're doing date night on the off chance you score, they come right off. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash random and use promo code random to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash random and use code random. It's time to find your corner office comfort. 
With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for any meal with chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Plus, it'll save you the sticker shock of buying a box of $9 eggs. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. Choose from over 35 flavor-packed meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients. And if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn, try Protein Meals Plus Meals with 30 grams of protein or, or more per serving. And try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you're making a sustainable choice. Head to factormeals.com random50 and use code random50 to get 50% off. That's code random50 at factormeals.com random50 to get 50% off. Never been to Asia. Well, the Middle East. Wait, you've never been to Japan? No. Okay, Bill, come on, bro. Too late now. You don't want to go? No. Why? I mean, uh, nothing against the Japanese. I'm just, I'm too, I'm too set in my ways. You know what you are? You've said that I, I just, before. You just, just don't just, like traveling, do you? I really don't. Uh, only... Okay. But did you watch Lost in Translation? Um, love that movie. Okay. I just saw it okay. again. So that what ho- a genius okay. movie. So that hotel, Ooh. bro. That hotel. <laughs> We're checking into a hotel if you're just listening to this. Listen. No, that- <laughs> okay, that hotel is called the Park Hyatt, or in Japanese... Pakahayatu. <laughs> That's how you say it. Really? No, seriously. Sounds I'm not being funny. Oh, I, so if you go to Japan and you tell the cab driver, take me to the Park Hyatt, he doesn't know what you're saying, but you go, Pakahayatu. Then that's where you go. So there's no, this is not me being funny. This is real. No. Okay. So Park Hyatt, that hotel, it's the greatest hotel in the world. You, really? I mean, the you're greatest a greatest hotel are you, in the world? It, to me, it is. Are you a meticulous guy? Very meticulous. Okay. All right. Why so, do you love this hotel? Because everything is meticulous. You you press the elevator and it goes up to the forty first floor. That's where the lobby is. I hate it already. No, I like to gonna, be no. I like to be as close no. to the ground no, as I can. Like, no. Oh really? Okay. So what if there's a fire? You um, you're dead. You, you open up the, the elevator opens up, and it's the most beautiful lighting. Of that you've seen ever. lighting lighting the lighting and the, the, it's beautiful lighting. I don't care. Beautiful bar, and it's a whole bar lounge thing. Huge. I don't care. I don't okay. care. These things don't make any. All I want is. What do you want? Then? I'm almost like Stevie Wonder in that. Uh, Stevie Wonder said, <laughs> "Let me finish." Stevie Wonder, <laughs> who I love, by the way. of course. And How can you not love? Stevie and he smells Wonder? so good. He does. Yeah. He can't. We did he, a song, he better. He we can't did a sing. song together, and he came. So he, I was playing this gig in L.A. at the um, Greek Theater, and I'm playing in the middle of the set. Somebody comes. Somebody says to me. Stevie Wonder's here. He wants to sit in. I go, wow. What, do you, what does he want to sit play? Wow. I don't know. Just figure it out. I go, okay, cool. well, let's play this song called Bese Me Mucho. You know, oh, sure. Bese the Beatles did it when they were in Hamburg. Oh, did they do that? That's, yeah, that Bossa Nova? Yeah. Bese Me Mucho. Their early days, before they were, I guess they were. I don't know that, that the Beatles did that. Yeah, like before. It's a great song. It's like a Hamburg era. So. He's, so he comes out with his harmonica, and we do this duet together. And so people are doing it. And so he see, he's standing next to me. I said, Stevie, I said, you, you can't see what's going on, but 
everyone's giving you a standing ovation. Oh, that's beautiful, baby. That's beautiful. And here, he, he, so he puts his, his harmonica in my hand. He goes, keep this for him. I said, oh, wow. awesome. I said, do you need me to walk you off stage or what happens now? Right. And uh, he goes, no, no, I, I, I just do this with my head. And then somebody comes out. So he took him off. But you were talking about Stevie Wonder, but that's, I, I interrupted to, to tell oh. you a Stevie Wonder story, which is not polite, by the way. <laughs> I hate that, it when people, somebody says something and then, they, oh, I got to one-up you with a Stevie Wonder story. Well, so I'm sorry about that. Yeah, definitely a better Stevie Wonder story. Well, what were you going to say about Stevie Wonder? Do you remember? Uh, I think I was going to say that he... Um, this is a good drink, by the way. What'd you put in here with the, besides the tequila? What's the... I can't tell you. It's a secret. Was it um, a fresca? It's a fresca. Do you yeah. remember fresca? It's, uh, yeah. No, I'm See? not going to say because uh, these people oh. should be sponsoring this show oh. and they're too cheap to. So well, I'm fresca not doesn't exist them. anymore, so that's cool. Right? <laughs> so let's that was my fresca. dad's favorite, right. by the way, fresca. Nope. You assholes just missed out on some free okay. publicity. <laughs> Let me tell you something else I was gonna, that I wanted to tell you that I was thinking about for a while. Okay. This is why I love you so much. Oh. And not knowing you, this is why I love you. Because you remind me of, okay, I, I like comedians. I have comedian friends. I do. I'll bet you do. Ray Romano's a really good friend of mine. Oh, cool. I love and Ray Romano. And George Lopez is a very good friend very of mine. Very funny guy. And here's what they have in common with you. And that is... They're able to have real conversations, but any time that they want to make you laugh, <laughs> they can do it. Yeah. But they're not well, on all the time. No, that's obnoxious. And that's obnoxious. And that's so you obnoxious. have that quality, right. and I love that. Well, thank you. That's a, so, that's a wonderful compliment. Yeah. It really means a lot to me because I've always tried to um, go for a very naturalistic style, yeah. whether it's here or on real time. And I mean, you do the just, same thing there. It's like all, all of a yeah, sudden you're talking just, about something really sm smart and political, and then boom, all of a sudden, right. I'm just laughing really hard because you decided it's time for me to laugh. Well, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I think you're giving me a little more credit no, in that, so I can, great. that I can- You control me. I, can I can't plan it the way you're, I think, picturing like, oh, I'm just gonna be funny right this second. But what you learn to do, I think, is, um, I would liken it to a quarterback, like, uh, I'm not going to force a pass in and yeah. get intercepted. That's right. But I'm going to pick apart the defense. <laughs> but, you know, you, the last thing yeah. you want to do is force a joke or force anything. So, you know, I can't exactly do it, like, on cue to make yeah. you laugh. But when it's it's opportunistic, yeah. it's like, that's what makes it seem natural and be natural, actually, is that it is opportunistic. Right. It's, it's a, you know, you're just counterpunching. It's like well, something strikes you funny or you see an opportunity and, it, you know, you, you share your thought. But um, you don't have to, and that's those are the people you're talking about, like yeah. who are always on. No, it's They're, just it's, so it's too it's, it's draining. It's draining because <laughs> yeah, then, then you feel it's like draining. you have to exactly. react to everything they're doing. It's like exactly. I'm, I'm tired of giving right. you. You're, you're yes. pulling from me because you need it. I don't want to give right. it to you. Yes, I hate that more than more than you know. I hate that because no, I don't I, actually. I don't like giving people what they want because they want it. I don't like that. So we did find something wrong with you. There you go. <laughs> I knew it. There you go. Okay, I'll tell you something else. Okay. <laughs> I killed a guy in high school. No, listen. Okay. I, I know what, hookers I, I, know what I went to. Oh, okay. The first time I went to Asia, this is what I was telling you. Okay, the first time oh, I went yeah, to Asia. Asia. So I'm down in Malaysia. I'm thinking I'm in Kuala Lumpur or something. This was in like 83 or 84. So this was like 40 years ago, right? So I get, I get to the hotel. 
and I'm, I'm, I got to use the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom and I, just, I, I look at the toilet and there's like this fucking electronic gadget. There's this, it's, it's not a normal toilet. Go, what is all this stuff? There's all these buttons and everything. And so I don't have anything, I don't know what I'm doing. So I push a button. All of a sudden I get sprayed in the face with water. Oh, you hope it's water. And I went, God damn it. And then I went, wait a minute. Dropped the pants, sat down. Two hours later, what? I went, oh, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, <laughs> this toilet. Unbelievable. So, okay. This so is the greatest of the day, toilet? Yeah. But in the 80s, I said, I have to have this. And so when I got back from Asia that time, I you know, found out where it was. I ordered like 10 of them. You still use them? Absolutely. You know what? You're not the first person. And you need, you need <laughs> it here, like, like in your treehouse waiting area. Yeah. That would have that would have come in handy. Just letting you know. I don't think I want to know a lot more about why uh, that's the case, <laughs> Kenny G. But um, so yeah, I just said you know. Okay, share. I'm sharing with I, you. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not the first person who has uh, suggested and. Uh, you don't have them here in your compound. No. <laughs> No, I don't. Are you? Okay, uh, why? No, I, I get, I, okay, so you're another person yeah. who is telling me I should have the Japanese toilet. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And you can okay. just add it. It's a toilet seat. You don't have to buy the whole toilet. Of course. But with you, you can afford it. So you can in California, there'll be 58 regulations. No, no, no. That it, I, really? could, I could install it for you. By the way, my grandfather was a plumber. My dad was in the plumbing business. I couldn't install that for you. Wow. I know how to do it. I have tools and I can do stuff like that. How's Thursday for you? I can do it. <laughs> no charge, by the way. No charge. And listen, don't get me into those. We'll be there between 8 and 1. No, and no. show up at 2.30. I'll come All right, asshole. Want. If you say between 8 and 1, that's when I want to see your face at my door. No problem. <laughs> Look, if you don't get it by the time you're 70, Jesus. hopefully, if, if, if I'm on the list... I want to be invited to your 70th birthday party. Well, you're like, and I will I bring mean, you a present. Kenny, and the present will you, be the you, total neo-rest. You've never done anything bad. Not yet. You're, you're staying in the same hotel as the band. Right. I mean, what we were just talking about? You, Toilets? Uh, you, oh. You, uh, you're just like, uh, you're always doing a good deed. I'm trying to. I I'm mean, trying to. I, I, I. Okay, so Are you're you a not, religious man? Is this uh, no, coming? From, I'm not no, so you, it's not, you're not doing no. it because you're thinking no. this is my ticket to no. heaven. No. No. You don't think there is a heaven? I don't, actually. There probably is not. I don't know. I, no, by I the way, you're, so you're religious? religious? Yeah, sure. I love that. Church. Oh, good. Thanks. So fun. Yeah. I mean, I went no. to, I, I went to uh, uh, the Hebrew high school, not, not full time, just like. Uh, That's where the black kids week. beat you up at the No, Hebrew no, no, no. Oh. I was Franklin. I, no, just like a couple nights a week I had to go. And oh. I just was so turned off by the whole process of it. You yeah. Know? Oh, so Hebrew school you're talking Hebrew, about. Yeah, like, so I can read Hebrew. Yeah, I, went, I know how to read right. Hebrew, but I don't, know what it, I don't know what it means. I know kids. See, I went to catechism, which is where the Catholic kids go to learn. It's separate right. from school. Yeah. It's once a week where you learn how to be a Catholic. Sim and the, sim uh, sim right. And, the, the, and then I knew kids all through school went to Hebrew yeah. school. They, yeah. They're like, so it was like a second school. Second once, school. Once a week. Yeah, but, once a week know, or twice a week, yeah. But it's important to uh, indoctrinate the kids in the nonsense and from it was the Bronze nice. Age. It was so nonsense <laughs> to me. And of course it is. It okay, is. so you're... I mean, I did, I did a good bar mitzvah, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm a straight-A student. I, I got 4.0 pretty much all the way through because I'm a really... 
I'm meticulous. Like yeah, with I'm my saxophone, way. like for example, this morning, like every morning, I practiced my sax for three hours. I went into a little practice room in Manhattan Beach. Uh, there's a music school there, and they gave, they gave me a key because they don't show up till ten. So I, I go in there early morning, like seven o'clock till ten, working on my scales every day. Scales every day. at this point? Every day. Really? Every day. You still have to do scales every single when day. you're in the game for fifty years. Well, do I have to? I don't know, but do I do it because I want to keep getting better and better? Like today, I would and that say that helps you scale. Oh, absolutely! I would say today I'm probably the best. Why? Because best when you when you're doing a solo, you're always working with this. That's where that comes in. The the, the knowledge of the scale helps you like pick the notes. No. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Perfect. I say scales. I just mean exercises. Okay. I just exercise. So it's nothing hey, to do with. No, you're not a golfer, though, are you? you know? No, I'm actively against golf. You're against golf. Okay. Uh, but okay. Do you, what, what? Do you do any sports? Yes. What do you? What's Real your sport? sports that. Well, Real sports with Bill well, Maher. I mean, I would. I would. If I, the greatest thing in the world would be have a baseball field, but you need like 18 guys. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, I'm getting 16 other guys yeah. together this weekend. It just doesn't work. But I have a basketball court, and okay. that is my passion. All right, I, so I shoot you, every day. Okay. Sometimes I have games. You so know. when you're practicing your shots. Yes. Okay, that's the what greatest. I'm doing. and I'm doing my practice. I'm practicing. I'm, I'm exercising. I'm getting my muscles. Right. So that when I go play the game, which right. is the shows at the right. Paramount, okay. I'm ready, ready to go. I do it and every single day. Is it tedious day. to do it? No, I, I, I honestly, I can't. Even scale? Can't even good? wake up. Or fun? I get so excited to wake up every morning to go really? do it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I you love like morning I, sax wood. I, yeah, that's right. I do. That's right. And the horn's about that <laughs> and long. And that's what you do first thing in the day. Every, every day. Every when single day. When you're freshest. Yeah. Is that also when you write songs? Mm, I don't know when I write songs. They just kind of happen. I write songs when I need to make a record. Oh, by the way. Tonight's a celebration for me. I forgot to tell you. I finished my my new latest album yesterday. Oh, and I was so wanting to finish yeah. it before Wednesday. That's so tough. Thank you. So, um, how many? What number album is this? Twenty something. Oh come on! You must know. You don't know the number. I know how many HBO specials I've done. I think it's twenty-four. I'm, I bet you it is. I, I, I bet you you know it is. I think it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm mean super. Uh, Man, I'm telling you, it's so hard to make a record for me. So hard. Because I'm so meticulous. And, and the technology is so different these days than it used to be. Right now, you can do anything. It's a program called Pro Tools. You ever heard of that? You've heard, have you heard Pro that tools. word before? I have heard that, yes. Okay, so Pro Tools I means that... assumed it was something that kids oh. were doing to masturbate on <laughs> TikTok. But That's not true. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you on social media, by the way. We do not have to do that. Um, <laughs> Pro Tools, but but now I'm switching gears. Have you ever heard of Cameo? Cameo, you know Cameo, where the uh, the yes, public you with someone's birthday. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on Jeopardy. <laughs> Cameo. Can you yes, do it? That's right. Can you do it in the form of a question? Yeah, no, I can't. No. I'm, I'm impressed. I knew that much. But yes, you can get Rudy Giuliani. That's right. For like hundred and eight dollars. Well, whatever. To say happy it's birthday. Such a great thing. I'm I'm on Cameo. I'm loving it. Oh, you do it. I Cameo? do it. I love it. Not for the money. You must be. You have must tons of money. I do, but I still I do have. But I still like. I still like making money. By the way, thinking about that, that's that brings up another but subject. Cam, why do you, Why do you like it? Because you, it's a way to touch the fans exactly. personally. Oh. Exactly. And that's what you want to do: touch your fans. I want to touch them with my horn. 
<laughs> well, if I can't s- blow them, I got to blow my horn. Are you horn. single? Are you married? What's your? I, I'm I not married. You're not married. You never were. Married. I was. I was married. Hmm. Yeah, I'm divorced. Uh, two kids. Oh, um, older and 29. How long Ooh. have you been single? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. My. By the way, my older son Max, 29. He's a heavy metal guitarist. Oh like, wow. So opposite of me, and he. Okay, so this is what happened when he was first learning to play guitar. This is how it, this is the bullshit that happens with music in the schools. Well, we want you to learn to play songs. So they learn to play songs because we want you to like the instrument. And I said, Max, no, don't learn to play songs. Learn the mechanics. Then you'll be able to play any song. Don't wow. learn a song. Wow. Learn the mechanics so you can play any song. Wow. And that's what you need to do. And he did that. And he is a monster oh, wow. on that guitar. He's going to be, he'll be world famous at some point because he's just so good. Because he, he's mastered he? his scales. Twenty nine. But your kid? Yeah, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, and twenty five. I got another one too. Wow. Yeah, and my boys. We have we have a great relationship. I I'm, I love my boys. I can't tell you how much how how wonderful it's been having them. And I take pride in my in my um, fatherhood. By the way, the way that I raised them, I did something that I think is really cool. I never told them what to do, never once. I just gave them info. You know, if you uh, don't uh, brush those, your teeth, if you don't your brush your teeth, teeth you know, you're probably going right. to have cavities. Here, take right. a look at this picture. But I don't care if you brush your teeth, whatever. I think what that, I do? think that was how they all did it back then, because I remember that on a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't uh, brush your teeth, you know, it was yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. You know, somebody like, was like if they, if they threw their shit on the floor. Like right. I don't want them to pick it up. I didn't say I don't say go pick that up. I'd say, God, I get so fucking mad when I see clothes on the floor. God, I hate that. And then I just walk away. And then I'd watch them go scurry and pick it up and and put it away because they yeah. decided right. that that was the right thing to do because they made a decision. Or they were fearful. No, there was never. Well, you said I get so mad. I get mad, but there was they weren't. But it fearful. implies that no, if you're going to do no, I wouldn't do anything. They knew that. They, they, you never did anything? Never, no, never. Never yelled at them? No, never yelled at my dad. Never had to? Never had to. Really? Never had to because I would just give them information and say, listen, you know, you, you make your decision. All, but kids are like fucking animals. They no. get into all sorts of shit. You got to meet my boys. They're not animals. Well, they're, they're in their 20s. I hope not. But, when, but kids are feral. They're stupid <laughs> and they're feral. No. And they're cruel. Yes, they are. And they need to be civilized. Obviously, you did a good job at that. But I mean, they, they don't come out good. That's, that's the book, Lord of the Flies. That's Remember true. Lord of the Flies? That's true. But they have, they're ruthless. I don't think so at all. They're me. Are you kidding? No. What, how the way kids torture other kids? Not mine. Not yours. No, not yours. Maybe because they're raised in a certain environment. I don't know. My, my, yeah. my boys no, were I mean, you should nice write a, kids. You should write a book. I should write a book. You can get, make money there, well, Mr. Money Lover. I know. It's not, and see, this is <laughs> oh, the thing. Oh, please. I love money, too. Do Everybody you? loves money. Okay, here's the kidding? problem, though. Money's I'm, great. Okay, but <laughs> money's another word for freedom, by the way. True. Money is another word for freedom. Aren't we free enough? 
Yes, but you're, I mean, this whole thing about, you know, freedom is just a word for nothing left to lose, or the opposite, where mostly you get freedom because you have money, which means when I was poor, I was not free enough to choose what to eat. I had to eat right. blimpies across the street. Yeah. I was not free enough to sleep well because the, where I lived and the yeah. bus below and, you know, all that kind of shit, yeah. just basic. I was not free enough to turn down any job for right. any amount of money. Money, right, thirty dollars on a floor I'm, of sawdust. I know that feeling. Yes, I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would take any gig. money. Uh, you know, does not solve all the problems. No, but it's like a cushion. And yeah. I remember when I had no cushions, and I remember when I had just one. Yeah. But my bony ass could yeah. still feel the pavement. <laughs> and and is it better to sleep on a hundred cushions? Yes. Duh. A lot better. <laughs> That's freedom. Yeah. So I, I agree. I, you know. But, I, but I, here's here's what I'm here's what I'm like uh, battling with right now, okay, and I'm I'm going to say this uh, without knowing, but I'm thinking that you have enough money for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about money unless I have to buy something, is the old joke. But yeah. no, I'm <laughs> and I'm yes. I'm going to put myself in the same category. But you know why? Because I'm not someone who uh, prizes yeah. or indulges in luxury. Same here. I have, uh, people have asked me many times, like, how did you get enough money to buy a piece of the New York Mets? I, no divorce. No, right, I know. You're lucky. No marriage. Lucky you. No kids. Yeah. Alimony. No stupid hobbies. Yeah. No hookers, cocaine. No. Heroin, motorcycles, no. cars, no. artwork, jewelry. You know, like, I don't, none of that does anything for me. You know what I like? Right. Files. Files like fireproof files to keep all my papers in, and so that's like my sports car. Oh my gosh, I have many great files. That's great. Good for you. Good I for really you. do because I like to rat. But but let me ask you this. So here's here's where I'm at in my life right now. I'm thinking, am I because okay? I I grew up in a Jewish environment, and the Jewish environment for me, I'm not saying this is true of all, but for me it was more, more, more. More, make more, make more, make more, make more. Make more money, or yeah, make, make more, more money. Right, like you know, always do what you can to make more money, and let's keep making it. Don't spend a lot, you, though. You think the Koreans don't think the same way? But I'm or saying, the Chinese? at Come this on. point, we, do we do we think that way? I'm thinking well, like there, maybe I mean, that's not the right way to think now. Maybe it's not. Do I make more money? Maybe it's like well, what do, what, do what, I, what, what do I really want I, to do? And the problem is, I'm not sure what I want to do because what I've wanted was to make more money, but. I'll, if, if I may offer an answer to this. Please. Okay, I'll tell you what works for me. Was at a certain point I made sort of a conscious decision, and I'm glad I did, that I'd have to like purposely make myself think about the equation of time versus mm. money. Like your time and also um, happiness. Right. Like, so I've been offered corporate gigs like, which is dumb on the part of corporation because it's not going to go well. Right. Those are, <laughs> they, those are great gigs to be offered, right? Yeah, great for you. Oh, not you for don't like me. that? Well, can you, I, can you pass them on to me when you don't, when you say no? I can, because there's usually a committee that decides on right. the entertainment. So yeah, somebody right. on the committee is a big fan of mine. Let's get Bill Maher right. here to talk to the, um, you know, Krellman Corporation. Right. And yes, the money is enormous people don't realize that everybody in show business including the biggest stars do these private gigs right they just don't hear about it unless it's you know the sultan of brunei and he just beheaded eight homosexuals <laughs> or something and then you hear about it right that's right okay but they all do it 
So I've been offered it, and I did it once or twice. It's a disaster because the guy in the committee is a fan of mine. Right. The crowd. They, no, they if, don't, they don't they care. Don't, if they don't believe in the premise, they're definitely not going to like the punchline. Right. And I'm an, I'm an atheist. I'm a drug addict. Not a drug addict. A drug user. Right. You know, not married. I mean, I'm just not corporate. How long and, is your gig it, when you do these gigs? Are they, I, I, like I, a 30 I, minute I did it for, No, it's like, a, it's like an hour. Oh, I think. an hour. Okay. A, one, one time it was in the day. I'm not a person who does things in the day. Oh, oh. Especially performs. And so why put ourselves through that? So like, no matter what the, and of course, the most powerful word in show business is no. Right. So when you say no, then of course, they then they go, we got to have him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, well, then I got to fuck that guy. He said no. <laughs> okay, so they got, and so then the yeah. money goes up. But it's, you know, it, it would be, have to be some astronomical number because I know I'm going to have a bad time. That right. is a day of my life I'm not going to enjoy. And right. I want to make every day good. Good for you. At 67. I agree. I'm one year behind, still, a half a year behind. Yeah, I'm so, I hope, yeah, we're the same yeah. place. I hope that I have many, many, many more days, but you never know. Of course, you don't know that at 27. No, but, you don't know. So I, but I just know now in my head, I want every day to be a good day. Yeah. And you can't like buy a day unless I got poor again. You know, I mean, the, the, the fucking market. <laughs> then you take crack. the gig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put all my money in raccoon, <laughs> raccoon dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and now raccoon dogs have this bad odor about that's them. That's not good. Uh, no, and yeah, I, you should I put could, it into I, like so Starbucks I'm, or something. I may have to like to go on uh, OnlyFans with you and, and oh wish, gosh, wish only. people happy birthday. No, no, no. That, I'm not only. I'm not doing the I'm only. I'm kidding. Thing. I know. Uh, I don't think people but would so, see my body so, anyway. So, like somebody who I'm sure you could uh, obviously live the rest of your life without any. Uh, uh, more income coming in, but uh, use that in your favor to get yourself to say, no, I, you cannot make me do anything mm. that doesn't make me happy at this point in my life. It's I, hard, I'm though. I'm literally I, a senior citizen. <laughs> I should get that. I, I couldn't. Other people are retiring and on cruises. I know, but shit. I don't feel like I ever want to retire. I do you? I don't know because we're so lucky because I what know. we do is enjoyable. It's the person who has a job as opposed to a career. I know. If you're a person who has a career, you're one of the lucky ones. Right. You're, if you found something that you love yes, to do. Yes, because working is not horrible. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. are things that, uh, you know, there are times I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I have to work more right. to make this right. right. But I still enjoy the work. Yeah. it's diff I've had many jobs when I was young that were just a job, and they were horrible. No. And I, mean, I actually I, never had a job. Never had a no. job because of the instrument? I've only played my saxophone to make money. Never done anything else. Wow. Isn't that the coolest thing? That is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You told me so many cool things. I, <laughs> I can't even the Stevie Wonder story. I can't I mean it's like it's we all okay. get a, I, I got a truck board. I'll tell you another story. Cool Wait. things about Kenny G. <laughs> Listen. <I> have, <laughs> it's like a calendar. I have my cool things about Kenny no. G calendar. The, what's it? What's there's so many, what's there's so many more. You want to hear it's twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> His kids are perfect. Oh fuck. I know. Sorry, bro. God damn. Okay, so um, remember the 2008 Olympics? I did some, this is another Asian story. <laughs> Do I remember the 2008 Olympics? Um, vividly. Okay. So uh, no, was it in it China? Was in China, right. Yeah, Beijing. Okay, so. It was their coming I'm, out party so as a I'm, world power. Since I'm, my music is so popular there, and it's a whole worldwide thing, thing, I'm thinking, 
I'm going to write the theme for the 2008 Olympics. Wow. They're going to love it. I'm their, I'm their like right. Western right. guy. I'm their boy. China doesn't let, China doesn't You're like actually, Spinal Tap in Japan. I'm kind of out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> Hello, Shanghai. Right? Right. And so, you know, when you play in China, like they, they will literally tell you, an artist, you can't play here because we don't like your lyrics. Right. We don't sure. like your vibe. Oh. We, don't like, we don't like an interview you did oh. with Bill Maher. Right. Um, you know. No. On politically incorrect. So. China's a dictator. I'm one yeah. of those guys, because it's an instrumental, they go, we love his music. Yeah. So right. I get to play gigs there. So I'm thinking, I'm going to write this theme for the Olympics. Right. So they I write can't this, object to your lyrics. They can't. There's no lyrics. <laughs> it's brilliant. I write this, be- I think, a, a beautiful anthem. It's an anthem. Right. It goes like this. It goes, ba da 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 ba ba da 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 bum ba da 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 ba bum ba And I'm thinking, okay, I'm standing next to the flame. I'm up there playing. The, the, the athletes are out there. I send the song in to some, didn't hear a word, didn't hear a word. Nothing. It's such a great song. Anyway, wait. You sent it in. I sent it I, in I to assume, like whoever. You had someone like management finding the thing. I say, hey, get this to whoever's right. in charge. So you had someone do it the right of way course. to the right person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just like I'm, say, not, putting a, it in. I'm <laughs> not putting a cassette in the mail. No, that's send what it to Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Mr. Wang Peng. That's right. Yeah. Olympics. I hope you like this. China. <laughs> China. And so, okay, so. Anyway, so 100 days before the Olympics, they had this big event in Beijing. All the top uh, Chinese celebrities are invited to come to the celebration, and one Western artist, yours truly. We're invited. We were invited. So I get to go, and I'm going to play a song, and it's going to be like like a tribute to the Olympics, 100 days before, blah, blah, blah. So I get to Beijing. This is the song you were just singing. No, they just wanted me to play something. I think they wanted me to play my my famous song that they have. Oh, okay. But they just want me to there. And I'm the only non-Chinese artist that they invite to this thing. So it's pretty, I feel pretty, you know, like prestigious. So I get there. At the last minute, the Chinese government says, okay, uh, actually, we don't want you to play. Wow. You know, only Chinese artists can play. Oh. But we want you to walk on stage and wave. Oh, my God. And so I'm going all the way to Beijing. To walk, okay. Oh. I, and you know what I say? I go, fine, happy to do it. So I'm walking up this huge ramp to this big stage. As I'm walking up, Jackie Chan is walking down, right? And I'm walking up, and I recognize Jackie Chan. He looks at me, he goes, like this. I've never met He goes, you're so famous. He says to me, I go, Jackie Chan? He goes, meet me at my cigar bar at the Ritz-Carlton tonight. <laughs> I go, what? And so he walks down, and I walk up. And so after I do my wave, I go, can somebody take me to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel? I'm going to go to Jackie Chan's cigar bar. I mean, whatever. So I get there, and I got walk in there, and Jackie Chan, up on stage, singing with his backup band, which is like, remember, what was that, the, the, the artist that had all these, these girls in those strapless little black outfits, and they were the girls were backing oh, yeah. them up? Robert uh, Plant? Was it Robert? No, the Robert no. Plant is like Robert, Robert, Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer. So it was the same thing. Jackie Chan singing. He's got a backup band of these young, hot Asian girls with strapless thing, whatever. And I walk in and he looks at me and he comes up and he starts singing to me in my face. Oh, wow. I go, 
this is unbelievable. He goes, and then he says to me, can you play your song for me? My song, Going Home. So I did. And so Jackie Chan sits in a chair and I'm sitting there with my saxophone. I play the song for him. And of course, his backup band knows my song. He starts to cry. Oh, he starts crying because it means so much to him. Now there's my story. We'll be Isn't right that back. Cool? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this word from That's Del right, Monte. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I thought so I'm just sharing with you. So you are. This is what happens when you leave town, Bill, and you go on the road. You can have these well, experiences. This, yeah, this, this experience would not happen to me. In China. Everybody I'd loves you. I, oh yeah, I'm sure they love me in China. The three people who know who I am, uh, two of them who would probably put me in <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> concentration camp with the Uyghurs. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope uh, my stuff could someday get to a place like China. You know, comedy is not... I mean, there are comedians... I played Europe once. There are comedians who regularly can yeah. go overseas to certain cities where they all speak English. But it's just music and comedy are not even on the same no. universe. Yeah, the music is yeah. universal and, and all over the world. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to Amsterdam and... It's yeah, of course you love Amsterdam. Yeah, 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 that's one reason. And I, I think I've been there four times, just somewhat by chance. But um, it's a lovely city, lovely people. But I, I never felt they were exactly warm. They were no, polite, they're tall, though. polite, but not warm. Yeah, right. I agree. And I remember my friend who lived there at the time, and he was telling me, and he said, yeah, he said, they're very reserved. They don't really care a lot about American celebrities, except pop stars oh. like everybody in the world that's right they go yeah. nuts for them yeah and i was like yeah that music really cuts to a place yeah because it's emotional because it it either, you don't have to be you don't have to have a brain no like for me <laughs> you kind of that's why you know we play the size theaters we yeah. play you know yeah. it's a you kind of have to have a brain um or in your case you know just be elegant i mean it's an elegant sound you know it's not yeah. tr it's not hard and it's not trying to have be. you have you ever gotten laid to my music I'm sure I have. What do you play when you get played? That's that's an interesting. I, you can't I, play yourself. No, no, you can't play myself. No, I can't do that. That that no. would be just. Well, too. I, I, there's only one horn in the room when I'm <laughs> when I'm in the. But in like, that, who do you play when you? I like on? I like old, the old school jazz, like Stan Getz. Stan Getz is really? my favorite. Yes, I love Stan. You Getz. bone just Stan Getz. Oh, yeah, that's my guy. It is an interesting. Yeah. Interesting conundrum. Do you know Stan Getz? Do you know? No, but I know Getting Laid. And um, no, I, so you don't know his music. You know Stan I Getz? I know who he is. Do you know? It was, it's that song. Girl from Ipanema. Girl from Ipanema. That's the sax on that. Oh, That's okay. Stan Getz. Yeah, Stan Getz played that. I mean, that was Antonio Carlos Jobim. That's right. Yeah, Stan, yeah but Stan yeah. played that sax solo. Yeah. That that song was like Yeah, Stan Getz was like the oh. I know that he was like the major guy yeah. of that era. Yeah. I mean, well he was the white guy in the of the yeah. cool jazz era. There was Miles Davis, who was the obviously the black face of cool what they called cool jazz. And right. then there's uh then there was Stan Getz. Right. Yeah. I you know, what what drives the jazz critics crazy is the fact that I used to open up for Miles Davis. Those jazz critics, man, they just not happy with what I do. And what was he like? I didn't get to know him very well. He was very reserved. Well, no one did. No. But he he was like But he wasn't mean. Or like, no, he wasn't mean to me. Yeah. But he would he wouldn't he wasn't playing Just, any of the traditional stuff. He was playing his new kind of a I guess what they call fusion yeah. music at that point. Oh, it's, yeah. You know. I, I I played at Lincoln Center with him. I was opening act, two shows, first show sold out. He comes into my room, 
First time, never talked to him. He comes to me and goes, hey man, um, I like that song you play, it sounds great. And by the way, I'm gonna open up for you the second set. Really? So, wow, Miles, wow. Does that, I get on stage. Wait, so in the second set, he went up first? Yeah, he went on first. So I get on to my- so Maybe that's because you did better than him. No, no, here's why. No? No, because when I got on stage, uh, of the 3,000 people, there was 300 left. He just wanted to get done early. Right. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> I walked on stage, yeah. and there's 300 people left. I go, wow. okay, Miles, you know what? That's right. cool. I said, that's cool. You are the headliner. I'm the opening act. You have every right to do that. That's yeah, cool. And it's I'm also okay Miles that. Davis. It's also Miles Davis. You know, I'll never forget that. But it was such a cool, funny. cool moment, though. It yeah. was just to have him talk to me. So when the right. when the jazz critics like get into me and talk about like well, they don't really like my music, whatever, I go, you know, Miles liked what I did, so I'm gonna listen right. to Miles. Right. I'm not gonna listen to you. Well, I mean, the pretentiousness. I know. Is just point so pointless in something like music, which it is pointless with music. It's, it's so stupid. Come on, it's it's like I said, what what melody uh, touches your heart? Right. Then that's great. Well, what music is if it moves you and it's music, then we're all that's what we're all going for and i say we i'm not in this business but that's what i'm as a fan yeah. looking for yeah i mean partly look i'm not somebody who uh is a particular believer in lyrics i used to have this argument with clive davis now who was i was with clive for 25 years yeah who wasn't <laughs> it's like and he'll tell you kenny we need more we yeah. need more something in your music oh thanks clive okay got it i got really it. yeah didn't yeah. he the one who told you to do the christmas album yeah yeah, he did. And I said, Clive, I'm Jewish. He goes, so was Irving Berlin. Uh, okay. I mean, he, he is a G Clive Davis. He's a genius. Besides, a yeah. sweet guy. I like, I love him a lot. But I do too. His, but like a genius at that kind of like, uh, just do what I say, it's going to be a hit, and then it's a hit. I mean, that story you hear a lot with yeah, Clive Davis. That's right. Barry Manilow with Mandy. Yeah, you know, I know. All the way up to Kelly Clarkson. That's right, I, just, I know. Just, just fucking do this song. Yeah, but the this. problem is that sometimes he tells you stuff that just, you just can't do. Like he told me on my Christmas record, we need a vocal. I said, Clive, it has to be all instrumental. Right. Need a vocal. Clive, it has to be all instrumental. And he goes, all right, but if you don't listen to me, there's a huge career mistake. Oh, no. He says to me, I go, okay, I'm going to take that chance. Yeah. He says to me, I say to him, he goes, okay, comes out. And I don't say this right. with ego. No, I know it's the, the number one Christmas record right. of all time. I know. And I say, Clive, come right. on. Yeah, give and, it up. And he goes, no, it would have been better if with the vocal. Would have sold more. And we would never would know. We never would know. But he. But it's possibly true. But what, here's what I love about Clive. He always said to me, he goes, look, I'm going to give you my best advice. It's your career. Yeah. You make the final decision. I love that about him. Yeah. And I was very um, okay with making those tough decisions. You know, like my, my first break was on Johnny Carson, by the way. That's oh, where God. I got my break. Me too. You too? <laughs> well, I mean, all comedians you, had yeah. the rite of passage that you had to go through. I did mean, you get one of these? At one point, I mean, I did 31, ep 31 times. You, you were I, hosting, right? No, 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 no. I was never the guest. Never the guest host. No, no. But you went on it like 31 times? Yes, all through the 80s. Good for you. I was twice. <laughs> yeah, that was it. You know, you that got you at least 
a little known. So then you could get on a sitcom, which I did, you know, then you went through and did stupid movies and luckily, you know, was able to fail enough at that so that I had to do what I always was meant to do. Yeah. But actually that reminds me, I do have to go back to work like you. I'm fucking meticulous and I love being meticulous, by the way. Good for you. I mean, it's just, of course, we all get, especially at our age, we get used to who we are in our own skin. So you can't imagine how you could be happy as somebody else. No. But like for me, straightening things up and organizing stuff and neatening things up, it makes me happy in a way, you know, like, I mean, you said you would install my toilet. I'll organize your closet. (laughs) See, I like that. Let's let's have a barter program. Come on, I, I, I barter the best way. No, we don't pay taxes. Pile on of money that we both accrue. That's right, because otherwise we'd have to pay taxes, <laughs> and we'd we'd impinge on our freedom because money's freedom. I remember I said that. Um, okay, but I really thank you for doing this. It's oh, it's super my pleasure. Fun. Thank you, and uh, thank you for your kind words. It means a lot to me that you are a fan like that because you know it's not for everybody what either one of us does. No, but. You know, the people who like it, like it a lot. And that's like sort of better than having, a, to me, a bigger, lukewarm. No, I know. You know. No. So I'll, no. I'll, I'll leave you a little note at the next. As a gig, so yeah, the, in like, the dressing I'll room? leave something in the wall. Do so that. Let's do that. Let's yeah. leave each other little notes. Okay. Play in this. There's somewhere to sign a wall or something. I, Just I, say, you know. No, I want to leave something. Something like a little physical note. Oh, like, a little a physical. I don't know note. something physical that we. You mean like can, in the wailing wall? Exactly. You're put something something in the I want to leave a little something that only you could find. <laughs> okay. Club. Random. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, it was man. so much fun. Appreciate so it. Great to meet yeah, you. Me too. Get to know you. Yeah, you too. Did you have fun? I had a you seem like you did. No, you're. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've been, I've been wanting so to meet you for so you long. Did.